For decades, TV has been an escape from our everyday life. We use reality TV to escape our jobs, children, and most of our responsibilities. Born out of the pandemic with two friends who became co-workers, I'm Greg. And I'm Demetria. Join, Join us, us to, to escape, escape reality. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 159. Okay, you know, or this is the, you know, I'm getting excited. Next week's a solid, <laughs> so close, big, solid, so close. big one. One more week, one more week. <laughs> oh, God. It's closer to 200. This is exciting. That's crazy, huh? I know. So we are just slaving away over here. Already in November. Can you believe it? We're already in November. I cannot. The other day I was talking to someone. I was like, we're literally like 60 days from 2024. I know. It is crazy. I, yeah, I I was thinking about that today when I went in the store and they have Christmas stuff up. And I was like, can you please just let us have Thanksgiving? That's all I need. Costco had trees and stuff up like around Labor Day. I was like, I'm out. This is not okay. It's too much. I went in and they were literally pulling down all the Halloween stuff and discounting it to put up the Christmas stuff. And I was like, I think you have a few more weeks. You, You don't have to rush and do this. I kind of like... This is this is gonna might blow your mind. I was kind of like, should I? Da- I've never done a tree, but like, I have a good spot for a tree now. Oh, if you have a good spot, you totally should. I know, but it's such a long. I don't know. It's a lot of work. It's just pretty to look at it, though. I love a good tree. I know, but I would like go over the top. I would probably spend a ridiculous amount of money. I, it would all be matchy matchy. The lights, of matchy, course, you know. But it would be yours, and so every year you have the stuff to decorate your tree with. Well, that's my part of my part. I have no storage. Where am I going to put it when I'm done? Just leave it up all year? Take it to Denise. Did I ever tell you this one year? So my friend Sarah is like not that, like, obviously I'm not emotional, but my friend Sarah right. is like not that emotional, but she was having a tough year, like 2020. And so she's like, look, I did a harvest tree. And so she did a Christmas tree with like birds and leaves and like all this harvest stuff. And I was like, oh, it's it's nice. Good. Like, okay. And then... <laughs> She was like, you don't like it? And I was like, it's not that I don't like it. Like, what do you do? Then you take all the stuff down. She leaves the tree and then redecorates it in November. Huh. So I mean, technically, tree. you could do all season tree, like a Halloween tree, a Valentine's tree. I mean, you could make it a thing. I hate clutter. And that sounds ridiculously cluttered. But you go, what, Valentine's, Easter... Yeah, Memorial Fourth of July. Day. <laughs> um, you know, you just can do Kwanzaa. This is, this is not happening. June you can get, like, a holographic tree. Um, I don't, I don't think that's. I mean, you could, but if Tupac can can, can perform in concert in twenty twenty three, I can get a holographic tree. It's just something about the smell of a tree in your house. Oh, I love it. You can get the spray, the pine spray. It's not the same to me. Crazy story, which explains a lot about my brain cell count right now. I used to <laughs> love the smell of pine salt. Well, that says a lot. Delicious. I mean, Ugh. it does smell. I love a good smell of a good clean house, but. Mm, pine mm. salt. Where can I get some of that? I haven't, I haven't smelled pine salt in years. You can get it at Safeway. Get some. I'm going to go to the dollar store. Oh, they'll probably have some. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I used to. I used to like. I'd be like, oh, mm, pine salt, pine salt. Yeah, that and then, is not. That is not healthy. And gas. I love the smell oh, of gas. Oh, oh, that's okay. Now, now you're going too far. <laughs> I don't this do drugs. I just smell cleaning products <laughs> and gasoline. <laughs> not a good idea. Don't do it. 
Don't worry about me. Uh, how are you? What's new? Well, I'm good. I am, you know, I'm coming off my high of the Halloween and now I'm at a low. Oh, no. Um, you know, it's it's my favorite day and it's my favorite time of year. So when it's over, it's like, uh, do you okay. like Hallmark movies? Do you like Hallmark movies? No, I'm not. A, okay. So I do like Thanksgiving because I like to eat the meal uh-huh. and I like being with my family, but I can't stand Christmas music. All of the, the stuff around it drives me nuts. But Mariah Carey's on fire. She's ready. I'm so pissed about that. When I saw that on Instagram, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. November 1st is not time to thaw out. You gotta wait a uh, couple more weeks. <laughs> like, can we have Thanksgiving first, please? I think it's I just, that, like she's made so much. What was it, like 93, 94? Like she's made yes. so much on it. But she, I feel like for the first couple years, like it was just there and she didn't really. Yeah. Now she's like embracing it fully. I, I, and I don't love. I'm not a big Christmas music person. I like, I grew up, obviously, as we know, going to church, very religious. So I like Christmas music, like at church, you know? Yes. I'm very very into that. Um, Or, you know, um, Silent Night, you know, it's good. But when you start getting into all the like, all I want for Christmas is you, Jingle Bell Rocks and everything's all crazy. I... It's a lot. It's so a that's where we tune. differ because I love me a Christmas pop tune. I have a whole yeah. Christmas pop li- uh, playlist like Kelly Clarkson, Ariana Grande, and Sync. And Sync has one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. And Sync, wait, yes. Lance Bass is a part of something you like? I don't know him. Uh, uh, yeah, I've decided to remove him from my life. Like I'm not. I'm not going to give him energy. Oh, okay. Well, good luck with that because he's here to stay, my friend. Not in my life. Uh, I know. Yeah, you, you've never heard of uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays? No, I remember when like Merry TLC Christmas came out. Happy Holidays. No, I've heard of it. Merry I Christmas. don't like it. I I'm going to send it. you my Christmas pop no, playlist. Don't, no. You will be jamming out. Kelly Clarkson underneath the tree is fat. No. Oh like, my god! L- no, literally cancel our whole episode. I'm gonna list all no, of my favorite Christmas no. pop songs. Literally, um, uh, when TLC came out with their Christmas song, I was like, okay, we this has gone too far, guys. I need you all to stop, and let's just you know. But I like there's certain things I do like. Like I love, um, watching Christmas Story. Like that's always a family tradition for us. Um, the National Lampoon's Christmas. I would watch that because that's funny. Uh, okay, the so here's my, my my list is literally called Pop Xmas. No, starts off no. with Wham Last Christmas, fantastic. Okay. Uh, uh, we no, then no. come into. By the way, we're gonna have no time for anything else today because oh I'm, my god, everybody, go into, I'm wait, so sorry. Chris Brown this Christmas from it was a movie. Mm-hmm. Great, it was great from song. this Christmas. Okay, sure. Sounds good. Uh, Mariah Carey, all over Christmas is you. NSYNC, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Taylor Swift, Christmas Tree Farm. I mean, put a fork in me. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Clarkson, Underneath the Tree. Britney Spears, My Only Wish This Year. I mean, Santa Tell Me, Ariana Grande. Megan Trainer with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, I have a confession. I didn't know that one, that one was on there, but it's probably fantastic. I'm. Sure, I don't. How did it get there? If you don't know, 
I don't know, but we went from Britney Spears and Ariana Grande to Megan Trainer with now featuring. Earth, Wind, and Fire is in wait, this. Wait, thing. Megan Trainer featuring Earth, Wind, and Fire like they haven't been around for seven right. decades before she was born. Oh my God, Mariah Carey featuring Ariana Grande. Oh Santa, that's a new addition. Um, and then wait, Lil Nas X has a holiday song that is also fantastic. I'm obsessed with him. 11 songs, 40 minutes. Let me know if you'd like to come over and play any of uh, these anytime. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we Fully all available we whenever you are. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I'm just I just like a little more time before I get into the holiday, you know, <laughs> Christmas time. But um, either neither here nor there. So I finished out this week watching all my scary movies and just, you know, going through the motions of it all. Um, and then, of Did course, you watch I, chaos at Chucky, chaos at Chuck E. Cheese. What's it called? Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I did not. I was planning to, but then I discovered that The Nun Two was on HBO Max, and that's a new one, <laughs> and I hadn't seen it yet. So I vetoed that because I can watch that, and I went in for Nun Two, which is terrifying. Um, and then watched some more scary movies. That- we're on i went through the whole halloween gamut all over again um with all the new ones up until the last that i was dissatisfied about but i still rewatched it but like is it appropriate for you to watch five night at freddy's now yes and i'm going to okay so you just keep it going you don't like cut it off yeah i watch i watch scary movies all year long so i mean this doesn't make no difference but i just thought to myself in the spirit of halloween and being actually scared I'm going to watch The Nun 2 because that will be scary as to where this is probably just going to be like Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> and every time I think about it, I want to say Freddy Got Fingered, which right. is really bad. I Okay, wait. I did this the other day and I was like, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, <laughs> and Amy was like, what are you doing? And I was like, have you ever seen Tom Green and Freddy Got Fingered? Oh, my God. Daddy, would you like some sausage? <laughs> he used to be funny. Tom Green was funny. He was. And then I don't and then he disappeared completely. Yeah. Well, um, so Barrymore broke his heart. I know. But then he was around for a second, but then he was gone. I don't know where he is now. Hope he's okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I watched that. Obviously, I got into all my shows below deck, basketball wives, LA and Orlando. All these bitches are cray. Everybody's fighting. Everybody's trying to kill each other. <laughs> um, it is wild. Uh, a big uh, Miami week. So Miami came. Um, so I did watch that. And Kardashians was on last night at midnight. Is Kardashians um, trying to rope me back in? Because now Courtney and Penelope are mad at Tristan. Yeah, they are not with it. Chloe's yeah. mad at Chris about her business deals. Yeah, you. Got, I'm telling you, you got it. North like wants to go episodes. live with Kanye. I don't know who told her that. Yeah, he has an apartment and he, he makes ramen noodles. So there was a. <laughs> What? That's what she I'm said. Sorry. Who? North or Kim? North. Kim's like, yeah, she's mad because she doesn't know why we can't live in an apartment because her dad lives in an apartment and it's way cooler. And so she wants an apartment and she wants, you know, here he doesn't have a chef there. He doesn't have security. He doesn't have nannies and they get to eat ramen noodles. And she's pissed because we don't have that here. So I had to log off Twitter last night because somebody <clears throat> tweeted Northwest looks like Kanye and not in the best case. And I was like, oh, oh that's can't not, do that. not with a 10. No, 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 no. So she wants ramen noodle. Do you think it's like because there's like solitude? I think it's just normalcy, you know, like your mom's busy all the time. But and she doesn't busy. know normal. Like, I don't that you you can't. Like, I, 
I don't think she understands that nothing has been normal up to this point. <laughs> yeah. And it probably isn't normal there either. God only knows what happens. Probably doesn't want to live in that haunted house that Kim decorates every year. Yeah, that place this year was terrifying. Did you see it? <laughs> I saw a couple skulls. And oh my God. Them. I was like, you walk around your halls at night with those scary statues in there? <laughs> No, that, oh my god that's not for halloween those are always there <laughs> yeah like your kids are probably terrified <sighs> um but yeah i mean they can't the kardashians i've just come to the i love them but i've come to the conclusion they just cannot win no matter what they do they just try to have fun chloe tried to be a brat doll. they called it racial inappropriation because she looked too dark but she had facial prosthetics on trying to make herself look like a brat doll. you can't win i, I mean i just halloween stuff look at diddy <laughs> So oh, Diddy, that was Diddy did a Joker hilarious. last year, and he was and he set, does a good. Yeah, he loves movie. Halloween. It's like his thing. We get yes. it, like a Heidi Klum situation, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Diddy did Halloween this. So last year he did a Joker, and I get it. Last year he was portraying. No one knew who he was, and so he was causing chaos in yes. L.A. by tormenting people as the Joker. Yes. So, WB sent him a cease and desist for his costume last year. Correct. Which Diddy turned around and said, fuck y'all. You're really going to want to send me a cease and desist. Yeah. You ruined my Halloween. I'm going to show you. A full-blown Batman with the car, full videos, garage lights, the sun, like everything. (laughs) And then shows up at a Hollywood party like this on the roof. And looks down on everybody at the party. So they show this video of Chris Brown dancing. And then he looks up and he's like, what the fuck's Diddy doing up there? Batman. (laughs) On the top with the Batman music on, staring down at everybody. I mean, I don't, but little Nas X. So we can talk about this. I thought you were going to bring this up. I'm Uh, not because I am just beside myself. Really? Okay. What's wild is that I'm going to, I'm going to say something. This (sighs) This has never happened. Usually like. We map things out before we record. The fact that Little Nas X came up on that Christmas playlist that you we did not none of this was planned. So no, we're here yeah. now. Um, I were you offended by his costume? I just it wasn't offended. I just get grossed out at things like you're yeah. gonna be and a you used can... tampon, and then you're coming out of a vagina. Like what the fuck? I mean, you can be grossed out. I get it. But like, yes. oh, you're appropriating women and their struggle. No, like, no, 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 no. Oh. I'm not. I don't. I'm not on that train. But it's just like gross, bro. You're a bloody tampon. And I would have let that slide, except for then all of a sudden I see a video of him coming out of this cloth yeah. vagina. <laughs> he had props. <laughs> That's all. I was just kind of like, ew. Yeah, no, it's gross. I get it. But it's also like, it's Halloween. So like WB to send the cease and desist. Now people want to oh, cancel yeah. Little so Nas X. He's like, cancel, I, I don't heard, care. So I heard, and I only heard this because I was reading this thing about Megan Fox, where they were saying um, a lot of them got, it's like there was something that went out that said like, please don't dress up as certain characters from certain yeah. movies because of the strike. Yeah, so SAG-AFTRA said, don't, you can't use, you can't. They didn't say don't. They said, you cannot use any characters who are currently in a, like, a situation, they they call it a strike, but it's a struck, it's a struck deal is what they call it. Yes. And I think that was, like, Barbie, that was all those, right? So, you couldn't do any of these movies that are part of an actor strike, you can't dress up like them. Right. So she decided to say, fuck you guys. Correct. And dress up like Go-Go and Kill Bill and then tag the Correct. SAG in it. 
And they were like, okay, now you're just a big dum-dum. And that's what's your problem. But we we go through life it's every Halloween. day struggle. Like, I mean, we pay bills. We people can't find food or shelter. And like you want to sit here, not you. you people no, want to sit here and like. Who cares? I'm glad Megan Fox did that. I'm glad that she was like, are you for real? Like, this is the hill you want to die on? There's people who don't have food. Billy Porter might get evicted from his home. Any day now. You want to come for Megan Fox dressing up as a character from a movie from two decades ago. Yeah, it is ridiculous. So, I mean, I I just feel like, come on, people, it's Halloween. Everybody could just dress up what, what yeah. they want. It's just a costume. Nobody's making money off of it. It's all right. I had a friend in Houston who dressed up. This is terrible. And I don't support this. But he dressed up as um, Corey Monith after he died with, like, so he was a ghost of Corey Monith with, like, a needle in his arm, whatever. And BuzzFeed oh put him on blast. For like worse costumes, but, but but like we get it, it's terrible. We we understand that, but like that's it's Halloween. It's like your chance to express. Who cares? Yeah. Anyway, that's our wrap. I know. So yeah, so I I wrapped it up with finishing out the American Horror Story mini. Wait, did you stories. dress up? Uh, no, I did not. Oh no, not even like little um, cat ears or anything. Well, no, because I did not go out for the first time ever, and I was really depressed at oh. home. And then I started to cry, thinking about when Jake was little and wore costumes, and I went down a whole spiral. So oh, it's, no. it was um, it was bad. And then he was like, Mom, do you want me to leave work and come trick-or-treat with you? And I was like, fuck no. You have a beard, and you're a grown-ass man, and we're just going to be walking around the neighborhood. Like You should have told anything. me. I sat no, here. I just, I was... Just, I was a mess. So I bought I, thirty full size candy bars. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to give these out to the kids." Not I one came kid. to your house just to get some candy. Not one kid, because I want I want to be that house. Not one kid. Yeah. Now I have twenty eight candy bars. I got bored. I ate two. I got twenty eight candy bars. I got to get. Are rid you of. not in a neighborhood that has kids? Well, so I'm like right in between two big neighborhoods, and I went for a run. It was so funny. I went to work out. And I was like, the neighborhood was like setting up next to me, but it's like, I'm between two busy streets. And so I don't think anyone was crossing us to get to either neighborhood. I think they were just staying in their neighborhoods. Oh, well, I'm going to have to come over and get some candy bars. I know. I got M&Ms. I got Skittles and Scarborough's, whatever your heart desires. I got full size. Wonderful. I almost saw some kids yesterday and I was like, hey, do you want, and I was like, that's weird. I can't lean out my door and ask these kids. No, you can't. On the 1st of November. I'm glad you, I'm glad you knew that. I thought about it and I was like, "Mm, this sounds like, this sounds scary. Well, I, you know, so, you know, as you know, I have a gate. So kids can't come through my gate and I try to leave it open and then people go out and slam it. So um, I don't get any trick-or-treaters, so I usually go to my parents and help hand out candy. And this year is just in such a, like, tailspin of, uh, like, a s- emotional spiral, which is crazy because my son is 23 years old, and this is the first time this has <laughs> happened. But I was like, remember when you were SpongeBob? <laughs> You're like, remember? it just hit me. <laughs> yeah, it hit me. It just hit me really hard. All day I was emotional. So I I, fin- I stayed home, I watched my movies, and then I finished the night with... um. The American Horror Story minis okay, that yeah. they have on Hulu. Um, Lisa Renna was in one of them. It was called Tapeworm. Um, she was good. I mean, she was pretty much on par being a I mean, Lisa Renna. She's Renna. an actress. She, yeah. Yeah. That's, she, that's she's, you know, absolutely. It was good. It was, I enjoyed them. Um, uh, so yeah, I watched all of that, watched all of our shows. Um, so yeah, that was it. How about you? Anything new? 
Uh, okay. So we got a little sidetracked this weekend. So I was going to like get into something. And I was like, I need to just watch something. And then I'm really like Big Brother is in a really dark place right now. Oh, like there's like two sides of the house. They're like the people who keep winning are like talking about how they're going to um, like mentally terrorize the 63 year old woman. So she doesn't win. Like, it's just really dark. It's like not it's bad. So I was like, Ooh. I need to separate from Big Brother. I'm like, so I watch an old Big Brother. And then I was like, oh, wait, this Big Brother couple from last season or two seasons ago was on two seasons ago, ended up on The Amazing Race. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch their season of Amazing Race. I know nothing about I've seen a couple episodes of Amazing Race, but like I didn't know anything about the season, about them, whatever. Right. And it is so good. So Derek and Claire, they actually won last season of Amazing Race, which is like incredible. But like Rex Ryan was on there with his really good friend and he had lost like 50 or 80 pounds or something to participate on the show. You oh, know, wow. You know, Rex Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Um, football. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there was like these long lost twins. So these girls were adopted, both adopted from American families from Korea, I think. I may be wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. Uh, but I think it was Korea. One went to New York, one went to Florida. And the daughter, I think it was the New York's girl, the New York twins' daughter did a DNA test and linked with the aunt in Florida. And they never knew they'd met one year ago. Oh. 36 years, they did not know they were twins. That's and crazy. It's wild. And they ran the amazing race together. They got second. They're so incredible. And like, what was weird is watching them like finish each other's sentences, but they were like, they were never grew up together and like they had the same thoughts and like, it was so wild. Um, so it was really interesting. I mean, that season was so good. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I'll just watch. It was like 12 hours, obviously. Sorry, my life. Um, you know, I love a binge. I know you do. So then I was like, Oh, well maybe the other seasons are as good. So then I went back. That was like 33, I think or 34. So I was like, Oh, I'll go back one more and watch that one. And it was not very good. So I gave up after like two episodes. Um, but I watched all of that. I'm caught up on big brother. There's an elimination tonight. We're in the final four finally. So that'll wrap up next week. I think, um, all of our shows, obviously. Um, and then like, we're going to get into like hot topics, but like this Matthew Perry really like took its toll on me. Yeah. I like, didn't, see, I just like, didn't see it coming. Well, you don't. Yeah. I just think like with the book and everything we found out last year and like how he's been like on such a great path. And I don't know if you watched his interview where yeah. you know, he's like, I don't want to be remembered for friends. I want to be remembered that like, I could help people not be addicts like i can make a change um absolutely and it's just horrible that like he just died alone you know yeah i mean that's my worst nightmare of i mean most people's i'm sure yeah um having some sort of medical emergency and having no one there to help you yeah i mean Um, on the bright side it sounds like it wasn't drug related which is fantastic yeah like it might have been some sort of cardiac arrest i mean his heart has been through a lot i'm sure and and i think that if you don't because there was no mention of him having any kind of hypertension, but if you don't know that you have hypertension or high blood pressure or any kind of things going on and you're in a hot tub often, not um, especially not. He worked out for two hours and then jumped in the right. hot tub. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. I mean, he, you know, his last post, one of his last posts on there was him in the hot tub. And it's like, so, you know, this is not good for you if your blood pressure goes high. So, I mean, if something was to happen, you passed out, anything, you know, went wrong, there was nobody to help. 
I know. And then just like his parents are arriving at his house and like cameras in their faces. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that I hate. I, I understand. I love, I mean, hey, everybody knows we talk about hot topics all the time. Like I love gossip and celebrity fodder and things as much as the next guy. But when it comes to things like this and loss of life, like the families, the parents, it's like we have to be more sensitive to the process and what they're going through instead of sticking a camera in their face. Yeah. I mean, everybody always asks the same question, like, what happened? How? Why? What? You always want to know, but it doesn't change the fact that this person is no longer here, and that's the tragedy. Yeah, and then, like, all the scenes of, like, friends with, like, Joey with Joey in the seat by himself. Like, yes. horrible. The hug scene when Joey first moved out. Like, just, like, all of those things that, like, kind of foreshadow. You don't think that this person's going to pass away at 54, you know? No, and, you know, they... I was actually reading something today and everybody takes things and goes to such a next level. But um, I was reading something today and they said they've started this campaign to remove a scene from the episode where Chandler and Monica take their engagement photos. And um, she's asking him like, why are you smiling like that? And he's like, well, this is how I look. And she's like, well, this picture doesn't give like the beautiful couple Bing and Geller. This gives the, um, the woman saved this drowning moron. No way. Yes. And I remember the scene. He, he doesn't know how to smile. And they're yes. like in the photo studio. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And so the photographer laughs and she's like, you don't laugh. This is my drowning moron. And like oh. people are saying they should remove the scene. And so it's like all this stuff. I mean, let's um, not go that far, folks. Like, no, it's like this is part of the show. I mean, you know, it's just it's hard because you can only imagine what they're going through. Um, the devastations like losing a sibling when you work that closely for so many years. So it's a lot of things. And I think everybody's very sensitive to it because of his struggles. And he finally came on the other side and was doing really well, it seemed, and like got a grasp and was helping others. And so you always want to see someone have the opportunity to like continue to do that. I kind of knew I was like, uh, cause everyone's like, Oh, they're not saying anything. Where's Jennifer Anderson? Where's Cor-? And I was like, I bet you they're like, they're a crew. Like they, they've stuck together for decades. Oh, like, yes. I knew they were just going to be like, Hey, this is our statement as a team. We well, weren't going to release individual statements. Yeah. And they had said before I read in an interview once, one of them said like the way that they were and how close they were, like everybody knows if you go to a party and one of them runs into each other, that's it for the night. They're not talking to anybody else. They're not doing anything else. Sorry who I came with. Like, I'm going to talk to this person because we had such a bond. Like we're going to stay together the whole night. Yeah. So it's sad. Well, that was our first hot topic. So we seamlessly transitioned into that from a bloody tampon from little. Oh God. Um, Also vanity fair. So we've talked about this, I think last week or the week before. And we're like, Oh, this bombshell article is coming. This article was not a bombshell. (laughs) By any means. So the article features Ebony K. Williams, who was the first black castmate on Real Housewives of New York season 13, right? Yeah. Um, Before all that, which we'll get into. Uh, Leah, which we'll get into as well. And Bethany Frankel. (laughs) That part. So a couple of things for me. A, there was no bombshells. The biggest thing was like, Bravo, before the women go on vacation and get to the house, the house is stocked with alcohol. Okay. They all drink. Yeah. Was there a part? I mean, not Leah, but you know. Yeah. We see like Gina's sober. I mean, Candy has had how many drinks in 13 seasons? Yeah. She had one, two, right? Like, so clearly, like the bombshell would have been they're pouring alcohol down their throats or they're drugging them or they're filming them against their will. Like, there was none of that. Like, 
And Leah getting upset, like, oh, they pushed me to drink. No, you, you were like, oh, I'm going to give it a shot. And you enjoy, you thrived off that tiki torch scene in Ramona's backyard. Like you were taking off your clothes. Like, I don't, sure, the cameras are there. There's a camera in your face, but you knew that going into this. So yeah. saying that they jeopardized your sobriety and she's saying that they, uh, there was abuse, there was mental and emotional abuse because they knew she had issues and they exploited her. You signed a contract. I, I don't like. I I can't help you here. No. Um. So Leah aside, we'll put that doubt. Next is Bethany. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Who? My biggest issue with Vanity Fair is that this article has been in the works apparently for a while. So they attached Bethany because of her name and her influence, obviously, which is super annoying. Vanity Fair should have went on without it. 80% of the article is anonymous. Someone said, oh, I peed myself and they they let me drink till I peed myself. Like, okay, again, how am I as a producer going to stop you from urinating the bed? I don't, what am I supposed to yeah, do? Yeah, that's out of my control. Yeah, if their cameras weren't here, how would, would I still be responsible? Like, come on. Um. So the Bethany stuff I find super odd because- she was the cover girl and then her dogs are on the cover. Like how is any of this related to the reality reckoning that we're getting in your quote unquote bombshell article? Yeah, no. Like I wanted a bombshell of like, yeah, they, they injected me with fentanyl and pushed me off a, a ledge. Like I, right. I, I wanted some like wrongdoing. Sure. There's negligence and sure. Like it's been going on for so long that I'm sure there's certain things that they don't address and do address, but we've seen sober housewives. We've seen, you know, people get sober. Kyle sober right now. Um, I, I just don't, I, I didn't see any bombshells and attaching Bethany made it worse for me. I think in that sense. Right. So didn't yeah. really help me there. The last part, which we all know already, is the Ebony K. Williams and the racism and Ramona. And we've all been aware of this. So I don't... How was that a bombshell when now, two years later, two and a half years, you want to release this article about Ramona and Ebony? We know Ramona used... Well, the investigation was inconclusive, but we all knew, right? Like, were you shocked? Yeah. I think in that sense... um, and my favorite part of the whole thing was Ebony. They said, what do you think about Bethany? And Ebony said, fuck Bethany, Frankel. I don't need this white bitch to speak for me on my race. Uh, um, amen to that. Yeah. So totally like, I don't know, for the 16 pages that it took up on my phone, like, I don't think it was bombshells by any means. Uh, Ramona had tried to correct herself. She uh, then decided to text about the article to page six and said, I said Negro, I didn't say, and then typed out N-I-G dot, 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 <laughs> which is like, oh, you said it furthering. I mean, I think it's ignorance. I don't, I don't genuinely think she's racist. I don't think she has ill will towards other races, if that's the case. No, she's just ignorant to... Correct. I think she is an elite, white, 65-year-old woman who's never had to deal with it, right? She's always lived her life in this whitewashed world that 
She doesn't, she's, it's just terrible. Yes. So she, what I will say is that she's not anti-racist, right? Which is what we're looking for. We're looking for people to adequately fight racism and not be ignorant and not be complacent and not go along with this and say stuff, which she said, well, a majority of black, black children don't have a present father. Right. And she's citing some stupid, again, whitewashed data that doesn't really probably exist. And I think that I think it actually is white men tend to leave their kids more than black men. But that's a whole other story that we're not going to get into right now. But right. So I'm none of those were bombshells. What Ramona has done now is that Ramona opened her mouth and tried to, like, make things better, which, again, her ignorance and her white vision her white fragility i guess you could say um has now gotten her completely canceled (laughs) because she typed a stupid text message to a fucking reporter yep like a dum-dum did i miss anything no that's pretty much it (laughs) i am on fire we could just like not cover any shows today and just like wrap it up here um yeah i just like i i i don't know People said it's like me going to work and being like, well, they made me work past five. How dare they? Like, I I just don't understand how you want to blame people. And Leah, you signed a contract and then you signed a contract again. Right. Ebony. I think Ebony was in a very bad position. I think that Bravo tried to use Ebony to diversify the cast. Right. I don't think, unfortunately, this might sound crass, but I, in my belief, I believe that Bravo casted a black woman. They didn't cast Ebony K. Williams. Is that fair to say? Yes. Right. Whereas they should have found somebody who a black woman who fit in with what they were looking for, not just a black woman. Um, And I think that's where like that kind of went off. I think that, Ebony is 100% correct. I think sitting at a table and a white, a 65-year-old white woman across from me saying, this is why we don't hire black people is completely inappropriate. And we all know that and we're all aware of what Ramona is capable of. So I don't know. I think Vanity Fair hugely missed the mark on this article. Um, I think they should have used Bethany to get people like Nini who have a voice, get people. I don't know if Raquel has or Rachel has quite the voice that we're looking for. But I do think that there are people who could have some sort of argument against this. My problem with Nini is that we've talked about this several times. Nini takes zero accountability for her actions, but wants the repercussions of acting like her actions didn't exist. So, I mean, that's another thing. But I find it hard to believe like someone like Candy, who has such a platform, bitch, I'm worldwide, um, would go along with something that she felt was incorrect, right? Portia, kind of the same thing. Kenya, especially. Um, I find it hard to believe that these women would co-sign bad behavior if they felt like there was bad behavior taking place in terms of racism at Bravo or NBC Universal. Yep. I will step off my soapbox. Sorry, I got... I got I that's got, okay. I had a lot to say. No, that's um, okay. I mean, that's... It's, but the, that's but what, the update is Ramona has been fired. Uh, she, I'm sorry. She's been removed from BravoCon. She has been fired by Douglas Elman, who she was selling real estate with. Um, she, I imagine we're going to scrap. I, I'm going to say it right now. I don't think we're going to get Roni girls trip. I don't. Which see sucks how- for the other women, you know, which I mean, yeah, 
and it sucks for Dorinda and Luann who are allies and who have done the work and uh, it's terrible. Um, so I imagine we're going to scrap that. They can't put Ramona's face unless they're going to go back to editing real quick and try to get Ramona off of there. Maybe, uh, I imagine the Caroline Manzo Brandy situation is going to cancel that girl's trip. I don't, I don't foresee that coming out. Um, so I, I don't know if this is how we get Bravo to make a change. Um, I think that we've seen, look at, you know, OC season one to where we are. Um, I think we've, we've had quite a few changes. Obviously there's always work to be done in terms of racism and inclusion. And ideally this will spur that, but I don't know if Vanity Fair and Bethany are going about it, how it should be achieved. I agree. It seems like we want blood versus we want change people. I want change, right? I want the inclusiveness to happen. I don't want, you know, to watch you bleed out. So you don't succeed. Like, we all win if there's change and we all win if representation is more universal. Agreed. Anything else on that? <laughs> no. Um, not, not the white man just controlling that whole conversation. Do you have any thoughts? Is there anything that like that has come up for you? No, this, absolutely this? not. Because I don't, uh, you know, when, it, when I, I read it, I wasn't shocked by it. I mean, yeah. I've kind of known what Ramona was about. So, um, when I hear these things, it's like, I'm always kind of feel like, oh, okay, not shocking. Like, I'm not surprised I could see that. I mean, I think that's why she was so hesitant to really discuss or confirm her stand with the Trump stuff, because we know like kind of where she's at. So, um, you know, I mean, people that have like bigoted beliefs or, you know, do things like this and then try to be like, well, I didn't say it. I just typed it. Like, that's kind of, I would expect yeah. that from her. Yes, um, your ignorance is hurting people. Absolutely, yeah. and it is. But that's this is the conversation that was trying to be had with her then. And but her conversation there's... is cover up, or like I didn't say that. This is what I said, and like instead of just being like, "Hey, I, I we talked about this in I was it when uh, I had that friend who dropped the N word. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, "Well, you're mad at me. You're upset." I'm like, "I'm not mad at you. I want to know that." as someone I consider a friend, if I send you out into the universe that I can co-sign that stuff you say or do. And that's how I, that's how I make friends. That's how I treat friends. Right. If mm -hmm. you go in the wild and you are a wild card, I can't be your friend. I can't co-sign you because the N word is not okay. And you thinking it's okay or whatever, just as like, yeah. And I no, absolutely. Ramona does Ramona's that woman who's like, well, this is what I meant. And it's like, no, just say, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't grow up like this. I have a lot to learn. I have a lot to learn. I also, I mean, like reading Jim Jim Crow, the new Jim Crow and reading uh, like White Fragility, I, I've gotten to where I'm at. Sure, but I think that's the issue here is yeah. that this topic came up a bit, well, a lot when Ebony was on the show with her, right? Yeah, and was, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And she would walk exactly. away. And yeah. so that's just shown that this is why you're in this place right now. And this is happening to you because you're not willing to do the work and understand why. I guess, and this, like, I guess that Vanity Fair thought this was like, ooh, bombshell. Like, yeah, no. They and clearly you dropped didn't. it before BravoCon when everyone's focused on, I would have dropped it like after BravoCon. Well, I just don't know when, why and when people are going to realize like, this whole spearhead campaign of like, 
boycott Bravo, you haven't come up with anything good enough for anybody to be like, yeah, that's a valid reason. Yeah. Like Bethany's whole campaign is bullshit. Like, sure, these things might all be valid things. Like, yeah, they might exploit, you know, people's pain. But you have played a part in that. You have also been one of those people who have sat there and talked about people and said these hurtful things also. Like, people are willing to do whatever sells and whatever gets their numbers up. But also, it's entertainment. So, as long as you aren't crossing that line into where we are right now, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a show. We're all watching it. Okay, Raquel, you want to take some accountability instead of sitting here and pushing this issue and saying, oh, poor Rachel, you know, they used her and they did this. Well, she played a part in it. Her actions is what led to why this happened. Yeah. Like somebody has to have some accountability in this situation. And that seems to be with the Ramonas and the Bethany's. There isn't any. Well, And they have managers. So like you've negotiated, you think what you're worth. And you go back to Bravo and you're like, hey, I want 300 grand for this season. And she got 300 grand for the season or whatever. And so the, uh, you're upset now because you lowered your own worth. Like, I don't I don't know how that works, but yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. Like. I mean, I was I was watching, for instance, just a for instance, like how far we've come, but things that have happened and that have missed and have never been brought up watching. Um, I've been rewatching Vanderbump Rules episodes that have just been on, and I just randomly, as I'm working, like they're on. And um, they had the episode last week, just this last week, with Britney's bridal shower. So Stassi, Katie, Lala, they all, you know, threw her that bridal shower, and it was princesses and unicorns, and they had all the Disney princesses come. And I remember this episode. I remember this happening. But what I don't remember is anybody bringing up the fact that that all the princesses were there, but the Tiana was white. No. Wearing a full, yes. Stop. Wearing a Tiana costume. And I kept going, ooh, maybe it's Tinkerbell. Like, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. <laughs> and then it panned again. And it was like, no, that's a that's a Princess Tiana costume. Yeah. That never came up. It was never a conversation. Nobody ever, you know, it's, we've come pretty far. I'm pretty sure if that happened now, somebody would have like, hold on a second. Yeah. What, this is, that's the first black, princess why is she not so i get it like you know there has been things we all know there has been things but it's what what we do um to call them out and what we do to hold the accountability to this and i feel like bravo quickly held her accountable for this action yeah i agree so, you know, I mean, moving into the next top talk topic of privileged white females let's get into some more mess <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Shannon Bador, I've never oh. seen a DUI close out. Never in my life. Never in my lifetime have I seen this ever. I mean, I know people. And I've never like, had a DUI, but I know people who have. I know people who have too, but they like, they deal like, oh, it's been a year. I'm still dealing with it. Oh, I got to go to classes. Like nothing's. Like, yes. Well, so Shannon Bador, we've released her BAC was 0.24, which Shit. is three times the legal limit. Um, that's a lot of booze. That is, as, I mean, especially I don't. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but as somebody who drinks like that, her tolerance must be higher. So a point two four must be pretty extreme. I don't know. That's a lot. I mean, that's a considerable amount of alcohol. Yes. Um. So she has pled no contest. Here's what's wild. This is wild to me. First of all, none of these 
charges were ever felonies. I've always thought DUI, California, hit and run is always a felony. Yes. Apparently she didn't have like malintent, which is why it wasn't a felony. Don't buy it. I think she made a very large donation to somebody. Um, She has, she, um, she's grateful that no one else was injured besides me in this incident. I have learned so much from my terrible mistake that night. And I realized that driving any distance while impaired is too far. Huh? So you're saying no, that girl. one drink you could drive? Girl, bye. Um, so she has pled no contest. She avoided jail time. Sentenced to three years pl- probation, plus fees, plus fines, 40 hours of community service. So five, eight-hour days. Girl, bye. And a nine-month alcohol program. The DA did want jail time, but they got out of it. She paid restitution immediately, and the homeowners were on her side, quote unquote. Like they weren't looking to make her pay for, like make her go to jail for it. Um, she took Shannon has made full restitution to the homeowner, and she took um, accountability immediately. Um. Uh, so full response. She took full responsibility. Okay. Let me tell you. I mean, you got out of your vehicle. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like I. I cannot. Yeah, this whole thing is mind-boggling to me because I feel like if I did the same thing, this wouldn't be the results. No. No. <laughs> just saying. Like it shouldn't be. This shouldn't be something that just swiftly is brushed under the rug. Not only that, guess where she's at right now? In Vegas. Yes. Yeah. Of course, where she should not be. No. I wonder if this nine-month alcohol program that was going to be a sober program. Yeah, they should have told her, you should sit this one out. There should be no Trace Amigas anything. You got to sit out somewhere. You and Ramona got to go. Like, you got to sit down. I just, I mean, three years probation is a long time. Sure, she can't violate that. I got it. Yes. Um, But, I I mean, I've never seen a hit and run. And, oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's the best part. I forgot this. They dropped the hit and run charge. So she no, pled no contest to DUI. But she did hit and leave. And you yeah. had your dog in the car that could have died. Justice for Archie. Justice oh. for Archie. That's, yeah, this is... Okay. Um, let's talk about our next DUI. Okay, let's... I did not see this one coming. So last March, we reported on Nelson from the MTV's The Challenge. He had a horrific car accident he was actually drugged to safety by KJ Osborne, who was a Vikings player who happened to be in Austin. So Nelson crashed his car. It was a Lexus or something, I think, or an Audi, something. An crashed Audi. his car. His left leg was like shattered. He was dragged from the car. The car blew up, all this stuff. Well, this week, he's been charged with DUI. So Which is we- crazy that it took this long. Well, they took his blood. He was a point. He was a point one eight or point one seven eight or something. He was like double the legal limit. Obviously, um, I think Texas is no Texas is zero tolerance. I think though, so I don't think a point oh eight even anyway. Um, but he has a fifty thousand dollar GoFundMe out there for his PT and his leg and all this stuff. He might lose his ankle because it's not healing. Um, he's doing all these like crazy Western medicine, Eastern medicine. He's doing everything possible. He's doing yeah, holistic stuff. He just stuff. did some stem cell yeah. um, treatment to try to see if that helps because he wants to do everything before having to amputate this leg. 
But the last six months, we're like, oh, this horrific accident. But now you caused the accident and you potentially endangered other innocent people. Yeah, I think that is my issue with this situation is that I have, I mean, I've followed this. I have prayed for him. I have like all the well wishes, everything. I have watched all of his posts and he has talked about the struggle, positivity, the prayer, all of the things that he's doing to try to get through this process. But never once has he said like, ultimately I have caused this on myself, like my actions. There's been no accountability or any discussion of that. Um, or, or any conversation around it. So I just think it's interesting how the, all these months it's gone along and no one has mentioned any of this. And then now all of a sudden it's just quietly, oh, and he was, you know, charged with the DUI, oh, back to regular schedule programming. Like, no, this has to be addressed. Like, you know, you did play a part in this. You didn't just have a random freak accident. And to go fund me, that, that was wild to me that you like solic- uh, elicited, elicited, solicited fifty thousand yeah. dollars, yeah, from random people because you're a MTV celebrity, and this was all your own doing. Yeah, you know what this wouldn't happen? A twelve dollar Uber. You could have. All this would have been fine. Correct. Correct. Anyway, we're gonna wrap up with Lindsay from Summerhouse. She finally broke her silence to us weekly um in true Lindsay format she doesn't take any responsibility as we know she did drag carl which i'm here for she said that she completely blindsided and they had wrapped filming and he called production to get this on film she said that she had no time to process it because the internet had picked it up within 33 minutes of him breaking up with her on camera. What? I mean, that's really fucked up. Yes, it is. She says that she doesn't know how she's going to be able to film. She cannot film with him in any capacity. Um, they had one sit down and she said he was like very cold. And so there was nothing out of it. They only text if he needs to come to the apartment or if she's like heading out of town only on that thing. And she gave the ring to her jeweler to sell because she has bills to pay off from the canceled wedding. What about your bills for your people? Yeah, that's what those canceled hotel rooms. And I mean, the he offered date, the wedding date was the seventeenth or something. So next week, two weeks. Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's an unfortunate thing because you're losing a lot. You can't get any money back, and and you're heartbroken. So you're just sitting in this and that's awful. Yeah. And I just, my whole thing with it was, was frustrating and, and reading it was just like, again, we still don't know why nobody's saying what led to this, why he decided this, what is the issue? What could have been done different? Like there was nothing. I mean, I imagine it's all on camera, obviously. Um, yeah. It's just, well, don't give an I interview like if you're some... not going to tell sobriety was kind of an issue obviously um and then he said or he told kyle or kyle said i don't remember what it was that carl felt that they could only communicate during therapy and it didn't make sense to always have a therapist around because they were unable to communicate with each other i think they just got wrapped up in life and they had to maintain the lifestyle that they attained together and so it probably became like a business relationship right like oh what events are you doing what are you doing oh we're filming like right like your whole life kind of revolves around yeah 
keeping up the income that you're now accustomed to. Yeah. It was a $13,000 a month apartment. That's crazy. $13,000. Like, why? Why wouldn't you buy a home? Because they're if in, you could they're afford in, that rent, like, they're in New York. You can't just, afford it. I mean, the prices, I'm sure. Yeah, insane. No, but just go outside and get, I mean, I, I just would never, $13,000 a month for a rental that it's not money you're paying yourself. I also think it's funny that they sold like their engagement and everything to people, but then she went to Us Weekly. Did people not want her story? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we're going to jump into our shows. We're already an hour in. Welcome. So sorry. We'll do our best. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit of Roni. This is the finale. We're done. We're wrapping up the part two of the reunion. We're going to spend some time on SLC. Um, and then Beverly Hills didn't really give me too much. We did watch Miami. We'll just give a little bit of a recap. We've never really recapped Miami. If you want us to, let us know. Um, we've got Potomac and Married to Medicine this Sunday. We've got BravoCon news. I think we're getting a new city. Um, for Housewives, I mean, we've got a lot coming up. This is the largest BravoCon ever. I heard Vegas is just like insane right now, which I'm kind of jealous a little bit, but my pocketbook is not <laughs> jealous at all. Correct. Um, in that sense, but yeah, we'll just kind of Miami. I, okay, well, so for me, it didn't feel like it did when it was on Peacock. Is that weird? Mm, I didn't get that it felt a little flat to me it felt a little i don't know like it needed a little zhuzh um Um, i also think that i'm not used to watching them with commercials and so i think the flow was broken for me oh okay i didn't feel any of those things but none of them are really getting along so i think it was weird to see them all fractured we don't normally see that normally they're always like super friendly for seasons i don't know maybe that was just me yeah, I mean, I think it started kind of exactly how I felt about Beverly Hills, where it was like, okay, kind of slow to start. Everybody's on a bad terms. We need to kind of get things back on track so we can be around each other. Um, so I kind of get the same vibe. But Beverly Hills did that retreat first scene. We didn't no, get no. The, we didn't get the thing until the end. I, I they should have flipped that. We I don't like that flashback thing. They should have brought us all together. I don't know. I don't know how you do it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot going on and a lot of conflicts in this situation. So I, I think like, they had to leave it to Larsa sitting there with her face out, boobs out. Her boobs look terrible, by the way, in the middle. Um, nothing fake about me. Like, uh, are you watching the same show we're watching? <laughs> like, girl, bye. Yeah, I'm shocked I that just... Marcus is all about it. He looks like he's ready. You know, I'm, I'm going to call him. You're not going to like this. He's Peter Thomas 2.0. He looked like he was loving that drama. Um, I mean, I think that he's just kind of like, I'm here. I'm either going to embrace this or not be a part of it. So what else, you know, what else is there? Because it goes along with being with her and he clearly wants to be with her. Oh, he's he's embracing it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just felt like there were so many of them not in good good places that they kind of had to have these conversations and try to fix some of these things before they could even do an event yeah fair i i mean i see that it, I, it just like felt new york very, like, left things very bad yeah <laughs> yes that is correct i mean uh. um okay so jumping into new york nothing super crazy i have a couple of notes that came out of here um the jessel 
the jostle and sigh and the comparing of stories. I, I don't think yeah. anyone's comparing stories. I think that they're trying to get to know each other. I do think that Jessel doesn't have a talk track. Does that make sense? I think that she uses a lot of words, which don't always land. And I think she can be a little convoluted. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone was belittling her story. I think they were just like, your parents moving from Africa does not like, where where did you, where were you born? What was your story? I don't think they were wrong for asking that. No, no. I think that they were just wanting from her like a more personal experience. I, I I understand, like, obviously it starts with her parents, but it doesn't tell me much about you yeah. and who you are and what brings you here. Totally. Uh, I loved... Sai, I don't know. Sai got some, earned some points with me on this reunion. When she was like, yeah, I was obsessed. You're totally right. I was obsessed with Vietnam. I <laughs> like, mean... I- Everybody was. The whole thing was bizarre. I love that. Like that accountability to me, though, is unmatched. When someone can come in and be like, "Yeah, you're right. I could not get enough of why your husband was going to Vietnam." Yeah. Like, instead of skirting the issue, or like Teresa or Alexia being like, hey, blah, 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 "Right," like she's like, "Yeah, I. You're right. I watched the film. I am obsessed." And I was like, "Yes, I love it." Well, I mean, I think she knew that's what she had to do to save this for her. Yeah. Uh, we we hear about Gideon. Why does why do we always talk about penises? I don't know why. It seems like that's always Bryn's conversation. Um, it's kind of wild that that she that was the wedding she was closest to. Like they were planning a wedding, her and Gideon. Um, yeah, I don't know why. Dated she dated an NFL. She's dated a giant. Who could it be? I have no idea. God only knows. I don't know. I'm interested. Uh, Uba thinks everyone's fake. Uba is not meant for a reunion. <laughs> no, Uba, this was like, I found myself being like, I don't really like her. And, and I loved her before, but it was just like this reunion and the behavior and the snapping and the, I was like, what is happening? Is she having super a full meltdown? Super defensive. Yeah. I don't know. It was like she was having a full meltdown. Um, Brent and Aaron try to make up so many tears, so many tears. Uh, they talk about the phone being stolen. Saab is like, it was not 45 minutes. You had a phone for a lot longer than 45 minutes. And when he was like, who here thinks Uba overreacted? And Bryn and Jenna fucking Lyons were like, right here. Uh, yeah. Go. I don't, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I think that we've all gone up and down the road with this whole scandal of sorts. To me, it's again like I understand, I get it, but a she didn't leave the house with it or hide it or throw it away. She had it. You left it in the van, so realistically, if nobody would have said anything, it would have been gone. Um, and B, you clearly weren't looking for it to call anybody because you didn't realize it till way later in the night. So yeah. I, I just feel like it didn't have to go to the level it went, where it was like now you're ripping her glasses off and stuff. Like it didn't have to go there. No, I agree. Uh, Brynn and Uba get into it. That was ugly. Uba and Jenna yeah. get into it. That was ugly. Uh, Uba thinks that no one has her back. And Sai thinks that Jenna is a wild card. Well, I, I think that it was I think that it was important to clear a lot of things up because Uba was really just throwing things out there. And so circling back to the... But at bad mm-hmm. times. So they couldn't address what? them because they were like horrible timing. Right. But it was kind of like when he circled back to the, 
Jenna wants to know why you said nobody wanted her and wanted to film with her. Like, oh, that's not what I meant. I meant this. It's like, well, you didn't say that. What you said was no one wanted to film with her. Yeah. It just <laughs> seemed like she, you know, like I understand there's a little communication barrier, but you're saying a very bold statement without, you know, having the proof to back it. Yeah. And you're also like creating animosity when it's not. Doesn't yeah. Because that made, I mean, I'm sure that made her feel like awful for the whole time. They're like, wait, none of these bitches even want me here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give the season a 6.8. Okay. I think they had some fashion. They had a little bit of drama. I think I, I something tells me that that girl quitting after one month really kind of threw them out of sync. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I'm willing to see them all as friends. I don't. I don't see how that could happen currently. Um, but I'd be interested to see if like they can, I mean, they're obviously going to get a second season. Bravo's not going to scrap them after one season. Let's be real. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. If you notice on like watch what happens live and things, whenever someone says, Oh, I'm loving the new Roni. And Andy's like, you are. Oh, great. That's great to hear. Like you could tell he's probably thinking the same thing. So when people say it, he's like, Oh, that's great. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I mean, I think what like so OC, not that I keep wanting to go back to this, but like OC was so effortless. They understood the assignment. And I think the assignment was heavily missed with this New York crew. But I all it's their first season. I get it. I I just don't think we've said this for our three years we've been on the air, but like genuine friendships actually change the dynamics of the show, right? The reason why we're talking about Miami and them coming back together is because they're actually genuinely friends. I mm-hmm. feel like these six women were kind of shoved together. Jessel moved, right? What a Bryn's a little bit younger. Aaron's and I have kids, right? They're all kind of different. They're in different life stages. I just don't see how they all fit together as friends. And I think that's why we, it was such a struggle to get through this season. Yeah. There was very little common ground, but no, I agree. Um, anything else on Roni or that's a wrap? No, yeah. I kind of felt the same way. I mean, I I never got to a point where I was like, I'm loving this. Um, I'll be willing to try it one more time, but I, I definitely never had a moment of like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I think Bryn is meant for television. I think she's great. I think Jenna, even though she pushes back, I think Jenna is fantastic. Um I mean, Sai could be a little bit easier. Aaron could be a little bit easier. Jessel is fantastic. I liked Uba. I thought Uba had funny quips, but we've talked about this. Being on camera and being like the live, like going to, like Uba struggled at Watch What Happens Live. And Mm -hmm. I think she doesn't have that chip where like Bryn strived, right? Bryn was fantastic on Watch What Happens Live. Um, And there's a very big disconnect between being great on the show and being great in person and live and all of that. So agreed. Got it. Uh where do you want to go from here? Uh let's ship it to SLC. That oh, was good. Okay. Okay. Uh so from now on, Monica's mom, her name on Twitter is LD Millionaire. So I will be referring to her as LD Millionaire from here on oh, out. Is she a millionaire? Uh I don't I don't believe so. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um She's wild. She is a complete and utter wild card. And I'm kind of here for it. So uh, we find out LD Millionaire has remo- has taken Monica's car 
Her mom drops her off places. I don't, this is, this is insane. Uh, yeah, she had to rent a car because her mom took it. <laughs> but it's in her mom's name, but she makes the payments. But then LD Millionaire yeah, she... said, well, if you can't make the payments, then I'm going to take the car. Yeah, she basically, no, she, whenever they get into arguments, she takes it away. Like, well, if you were to treat me like this, then you can't use the car. But she's paying for it. She just used her credit. I know, but how are you supposed to get your four children to school? Exactly. Exactly. That's a great. So she had to rent that car so that she could get around. A mess. Uh, right. There was a reference to Ted Bundy. I, I just... Yeah, she was saying like, because they were like, well, she didn't seem like that at the party. She was so charming and like wanted to have fun. And she was so lovely. And she was like, yeah, Ted Bundy. That's why they think he was a <laughs> serial killer, because he was so charming as well. <laughs> that did not land with the women at all. No, they all were like, oh. Also, could you imagine the Beverly Hills women on a folding table with some folding chairs in the middle of a parking lot? No, absolutely not. They could never. (laughs) But it looked wonderful. They had those blue cheese olives. I love those. Uh, Just completely insane. I I just cannot. (laughs) Um, Angie, Angie, Angie. Tell me you're a walking red flag without telling me you're a walking red flag when your husband works late, comes home, and rushes off to a shower. Yeah, I got a shower, and then I'll eat. First of all, who's getting their hair done at 8 p.m.? I don't know. And I will say, I know hairdressers oftentimes have a lot of hair all over them from cutting, but... Uh, he she said he had to run down to the salon real quick. He'll be back shortly. I don't know something ain't right. I mean, what did you what was what did your mind go to first? I was just like this guy. I, I was more shower this on... coming this sweat off me is the first thing I thought. He's got to get that no, come off I, his chest. No, I definitely never think about anything <laughs> like that. But I did think about my focus was on the dad and the look on his face where he was kind of like what is going on even the look on angie's face angie was like oh shit that's on camera yeah it was just very strange it's just i actually this might shock you i feel bad right because you're getting production is outing you or editing is outing you every single episode (laughs) yet you are fighting for your life to like quiet the rumors yes Give me this reunion. Put it on tomorrow. I don't give a fuck. Make it oh live. Oh my god! Watch it. I cannot wait. Um. Okay. So the Barlows throw a party to see where Jack is going. This might be the most like elitist anti-Mormon thing. Like, who's throwing giant parties for this? Like, oh, we're gonna serve God and all this, but let's throw a party. Come on. Like he didn't yeah, get into college. Never... He didn't like. This isn't like a. I don't know. I, I mean, I equate this to when people who are in high school about to go to college and they're where they sign, like where they commit to in the signing day, like this is their, their occasion of that magnitude. But that's an achievement. Going to yeah. a poor country to spread the word of Mormonism to unsuspecting people is not an achievement. I, maybe that's a Mormon achievement. Clearly. Well, here, John Byler's like, oh, this is huge. I, you know, this is great. And people, everything for the community and church and God. You know, it's weird. Some parents force their kids to do this. Mm, yeah. And looking at me- like, 
go. No, I was just saying, and looking at like, he's never, I mean, I was thinking back about this. The last couple episodes, I mean, I'm sorry, last couple seasons, he never said much about it. So no. for this time for him to like take out all his photos, show the pictures of his mission and like what he went through and all that stuff. Like that was like, uh, it kind of opened a door for him to really dump all that out because that's never been addressed. Do you know why? Because the Mormon church lives in secrecy. Well, yeah. <laughs> There's areas also, you can't go to. There's rooms you can't go into. Certain people go here. Like that's, they're shrouded in this secrecy because it's, for lack of a better term, a cult. Absolutely. Understandable. But it's wild to me that he could sit here in a breath and say, yeah, this is so great. We're so proud of Jack. It's really weird. Some parents, some kids don't want to do this and their parents force them into it. And, you know, I'm like, you're literally saying what we're talking about. <laughs> like, yeah, the issue is that you're saying people are forced into this. That that should never be the case. No. Um, and then Lisa Barlow comes in and says, oh, he's going to Columbia. Great. He's going to get held up every day at gunpoint. I'm like, oh, no, ma'am. No, no. No, let's not. No, no, no. That's racist. That's prejudice. Yeah. Like, you can't. No, no, ma'am. That's not what happens in Columbia. No. Wild. Yeah. Um, I witnessed probably my two favorite meals ever in the history of Housewives. Oh, my God. Mary and Whitney braving a snowstorm to have the most ridiculous 12 minute conversation maybe well they ordered so i don't know how long i took but so oh hey mary sorry you missed easter i didn't miss easter well i think we have also i think before we even get into this we have to acknowledge yeah. the fact that when whitney called mary to invite her to this mary said oh i i'm just gonna be honest i, I may not show up I may or may not come. So, <laughs> so, so Winnie braved a snowstorm to go to this lunch on the whim that she might not have even showed up to this. Uh, but she did. Because uh, <laughs> she loves a good meal, as we all know. I mean, she loves a meal. And I love the fact that, like, uh, what's scary to me is that Whitney is trying, which I, I sure, I, I mean, I don't have that. Gene and like if you blow me off once I'm out I don't have time for this yes. so the fact that Whitney goes back time and time again for the punishment that Mary gives her is insane oh yeah she takes it and like she, Mary looked her dead in the eye and said you're not getting it bottlehead like that you're not getting it <laughs> like no well, you think... tried to bring down my life and I sent you a rage text we are not the same well, I think that she, what Whitney missed is when they sat down and ordered and she was like giving her a nicety, like you look nice, you know, kind of smoothing into that. Mary did seem like she was coming in friendly. And then when, you know, she brought up the Easter and she was like, why well, I didn't miss Easter. You know, she clearly didn't want to be there. Okay. But still she was sitting there, you know. And so it was kind of like, all right, she ordered a meal. Like maybe it seems like she's open. Um, but then as soon as she kind of started and led into, like, obviously the things that had happened and what was said, uh, I think that all Mary wanted was for her to acknowledge it, apologize for it, and then eat the lunch and be quiet. Because she told her, this is your chance to bring it. Either you're going to bring it or this isn't going to work. This is your shot. 
And she shot her shot and it did not go well. Bobblehead. <laughs> Mary just wanted her yeah. food to go. She wanted nothing to do with all this. Yeah, no, I want a box and I want you to put it in the box and I want to leave. And that uh, was a big bag she left with. Oh, yeah. Well, then the, the girl spilled on her. What? You could spill on her. Oh. <laughs> not that, like, yeah. she wasn't, she was upset that she got spilled on. But then to say, you should have spilled on her. Like, why? <laughs> I can't with her. Yeah. On top of the fact that you came out in a snowstorm blizzard with a sequined outfit on head to toe for lunch. <laughs> I, I just like, uh, Whitney just must be a glutton for punishment. I, I can't. I think she needs to just give up at this point. Like, yeah. you've I attempted wanna... it, you've tried it. <laughs> I think enough is enough. Uh, hilarious. Uh, our second, co- oh, we're naming the episode Bobblehead. Uh, yes. Can I make that like, a, I want that to go off when my, when I get a text, my phone's never on sound anyway. My phone doesn't make noise. No. But if it ever did, I wish that like I get a text message, be like Bobblehead, Bobblehead, every oh, time I get a text I think that would get low. I think that would get like very irritating after a while. <laughs> uh, we wrap up with the most insane meal. Oh my God. I can't, uh, I cannot. First of all, the restaurant was packed. Yes. People everywhere. Like, uh, I would have L- paid money to serve that table. No. LD Millionaire going from tears to anger to ordering to tears to laughing, which was just a whole like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I, I can't. <laughs> like she. All trying to just get an aspirin the whole time. Do you have any aspirin? Do you have any aspirin? Do you have any? Oh, it's got that bad. You got aspirin? No. But then my favorite part. <laughs> LD millionaire, as she's referred to on Twitter, is crying and trying to wipe away fake tears. And you think that Monica flags down the waiter to get a tissue. I can't, I can't even get through it. So the Monica flags down the waiter, the waiter comes over and she goes, can I get a straw for my water? Yeah. And the waiter's like, uh, do you sure you don't want like a like heavy drink? Like Jesus. LD millionaire just sitting there fake crying and Monica needs a straw. That whole thing. Like I have never seen anything between a mother and a daughter so volatile in my life. So, I mean, the next part of me thought that this meal was going to, first of all, she was like, look at this delicious dessert. Like, ma'am, that's guacamole. <laughs> I don't know how yes. to tell you this. You could clearly see it was guacamole. You've been in Utah too long. You got to get closer to Southern California where we can get some, get you some real guacamole. But so uh, she, (laughs) I was waiting for when Monica was throwing out these accusations. You left us with the neighbor. You left me with the neighbors. You disappeared. You were, (laughs) I can't, you were making out with a man and you locked me in the trunk of the car. And I was assuming that LD millionaire would be like, no, that's incorrect. No, you're wrong. But she was validating all of the stories that Monica had. Yes. And so she goes, well, you left me with the neighbors and you went to New York. Well, I couldn't afford for us to live in New York together. So so you did you you did leave her to follow your dreams? Yes. Okay, okay fine, fine, fine. I'll give you that one. Uh, the trunk of the car... I can't. I I have to go. No, it's the whole thing. You locked me in the trunk of the car to make out with that man. And LD Millionaire responds with, it was one time. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, she's keeping it real. I just was taken aback when she was literally trying to express her feelings and she called her a motherfucker. Yeah, twice. And I just, 
and she was like, did you just call me a fucker? And she's like, no, I called you a motherfucker. And I was like, no, a motherfucker. Okay. Like this, uh, I don't think there's hope for, for this relationship. If LG Millionaire isn't on this reunion, I don't want it. Bring her Although, out. <laughs> then she says, like, at the end, I don't think there's anything. That, I, I think there's nothing can fix this. We need counseling. No, ma'am. I think you might need to get some on your own first. <laughs> it was one time. It was one time. That's, I mean. Wild. Love it. Uh, anything else on SLZ? No, it's great. I love it. Okay. Are you ready for some Beverly Hills? Yes. You know what I'm missing? You know what you know what I realized this episode what we got? Hmm. The opulence that you can't really get anywhere else. Ooh. The private planes and the fashions and the hotel, right? All of first of all, we spent entirely too long with this fake ass pretty woman setup. Yeah. Also, don't give me a necklace and be like, it's on loan. Like at least I know. Give me a necklace I can have. You can only wear it for the night. Um, when, when was the last time that you went Christmas shopping, but you went to the bank first to get $10,000 out to put in your purse and then have your purse stolen? I'm going to say never because I've never been able to take that amount of money out of my bank to go shopping anywhere. But what? Uh, why wouldn't you just use a credit card? I'm confused. Yeah, I didn't understand the fact that she took that much cash out to go do that shopping. And then where the fuck were you shopping at that you were spending that amount of money? But she didn't. It sounded like she wasn't shopping with the money. I don't know. I. I she said what, she had her purse in the cart. In the and- cart. Okay. So I think my gut was like, oh, she was going to give out cash for Christmas. So she's like, because my mom will go and do that. And she'll like go and get cash and put it in cards. So my first thought was like, oh, she went and got cash to give out for Christmas or whatever, and then went shopping at like the store with her in the cart and they took her purse. Well, she said she was at the store to get presents. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So I don't know if she was at like Target, but irregardless, the men followed her there. Did they? Did any of this actually happen? Well, they said, she said the police looked at the camera and saw that the men were following her. I mean, I just... It, it's it's getting a little sus for me. That's all. Okay. Multiple robberies. PK happened to not be home. I mean, I don't. Know. Everybody says, and I've heard this a million times on the news, everywhere else, at the holiday time. Don't leave your purse unattended in the car totally. if you have all this money when you're Christmas shopping because people know you're getting money to Christmas shop. I I, I mean, I agree with you. However, I just the ten thousand dollars is weird. It's all a little odd to me. It sounds like the perfect storm of robbery. And they just like, they followed her. So they knew she was at the bank. They knew it was $10,000. I mean, I don't, and you, why would you put $10,000 in your purse and not like my mom and I go to Nordstrom rack and she's got nothing in her purse. She's like, keep an eye on my purse. Right. Like, yeah, just like, not. I don't, I don't know. Uh Sorry. Out of Denise's Nordstrom rack. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt I, it just felt very perfect storm for me. I don't know. It seems like a storyline kind of for them. Like, oh, I got robbed again. Like, okay. No, I get it. I mean, I you know. Uh, Dorit is digging for all the goss on Kyla Mauricio, and she is airing it all out. Yeah, I mean, I think when you become 
very good friends with someone, you could tell like something is not right. Especially couples. Yeah. Like we haven't had dinner in six yeah, months. Yeah. We haven't traveled on? together. We haven't had yeah. dinner together. You haven't mentioned him. You haven't posted him. You're with these uh, this group of bitches all the time doing other stuff. Like what is happening? That's a fair question from a friend. I mean, all she just Kyle needs space from Mauricio. I this feels like some sort of like midlife crisis. Like she's just rebelling against everything, the tattoos and the, I don't know. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the pretty woman surprise? Uh, I mean, it's fun and cute. I wouldn't have, wa- I wouldn't have cared for that. But, um, you know, I, I applaud him for trying to plan something and surprise her and do something because a lot of men don't even do that. So I will give him that credit. It's just not something that I would want to do. How? I don't want to get dressed that nice and do all of those things to sit in a hotel room. How adorable is Jagger? I know. I mean, if you could guarantee me, like, I don't want kids. We know this. But if I could have a kid and it could be like Jagger, I'd be like, okay, I'll consider it. Mommy, why don't you just relax? We're all coming. We're all in on it. We even have Malty the dog. I was like, oh, this kid is adorable. Yeah. One of those robbers should steal Jagger. <laughs> uh, the dresses, I don't know, the bronzer, it just all feels... I, it feels like we took too much time for that scene. That's all. No, I get it. I, I absolutely do. I think this that it's meeting could have been of, an email. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it could have just been, like, I guess... The, it wrapped in because it started with them supposedly going to lunch then that whole conversation then getting to the hotel then her having a meltdown like it just was too many things yeah uh she needed a bronzer do you have a beverly beach bronzer no i didn't bring it so so sorry yeah well uh very awkward 15th birthday dinner for portia at the umansky household what are your thoughts on this um yeah, I mean, I feel like you could cut the tension with a knife. Clearly, the two of them are not gelling. And so that sucks because, you know, the family's just trying to get together and have dinner and celebrate her 15th birthday. And you two clearly don't like each other very much. But I do agree with him. Like, why the fuck, if we have this discussion and, you know, my mom is not into tattoos and it's not OK with my parents. Why would you then just go tell her that? Yeah. Uh, uh, something seems I don't know something is up the tattoo why is the mail on the counter I was like mm, okay <laughs> yeah I'm, so, I'm and that was I mean why didn't you bring that up in the beginning when you guys were all in the kitchen eating and he was saying oh I haven't eaten anything all day and your guests aren't there yet that would have been a time to be like hey Kyle do you think we could move this mail or I'll just move this mail because everybody's coming over but it was just in the middle of everything when it's chaotic and you're getting food and drinks and then it's like oh this mail Oh, Jesus. <laughs> not the mail right it's like of all the things now i gotta deal with the mail and then the mom's asking questions and the dad's looking and these poor kids like it's my birthday i'm just trying to have some food you mean the dad or mauricio's twin yes also that oh mauricio got voted off to answer the stars but he made it pretty far he did farther than i thought he was going to I always like that because it's like, okay, at least you know what your husband's going to look like when he's older because the dad, they're identical twins. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that Garcelle and Sutton will throw my 40th birthday for me? That would be fantastic. First of all, can I also say I wish when I was 15, I got a $1,300 ring? Jeez. <laughs> Cartier. Yes, I love those little rings. Porsche. And bracelets. Um, 
So we get the private plane. Kyle's putting bags out. I didn't know Kyle. What did, I wonder, They didn't like highlight that. I wonder why she was putting bags if they if Sutton and Garcelle planned it. Interesting. I know. And those were nice bags, too. Well, because it was her plane. So maybe she was like, since we're riding my plane, you get the bag. I don't know. That's her but plane? Were, yeah. Remember, they said, thank you, Kyle, for the plane. We appreciate you hooking us up with the plane. Oh. But I love the bags. Yeah. I would love one of those. Erica is going to give up fighting with her friends for Lent. Good job. Hopefully that sticks. Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think that that's how that works with her. She's not very nice to people. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, hey, it's it's a good try. Yeah. Uh, well, we land in Vegas. Nothing super crazy. Next week looks wild. Sutton looks like she's uncomfortable with the Magic Mike show and shit hits the fan. I love the rooms and I love that their names were on the pillowcases. Like that was all. That's cute. fancy. I love, I was like, God, this is nice. I love this. And, and didn't Crystal say know. it was like two nights or something? Like, yeah, they, they made you that pillowcase for two nights. You take it with you. Yes. I think you get to keep it. Mm. Can I get a robe with my name on it? Yeah. And something's like, I brought my own pillows. Well, I don't know <laughs> why. You're clearly in a fancy place. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, anything I else just loved it. Beverly Hills. No, but I need to to find those monogram i've always wanted a monogram bag always i just love the uh, i looks. have the brand that brand uh i'll get you the brand i mean i don't yeah. think they're that expensive yeah they're so fancy and cute i just i've always wanted a bag with my monogram on it i can get it for you like today my friend ordered one they it take they what ship, they ship from london they're like they weren't i don't think it was that i think it was like 80 bucks like i don't think it was that expensive really but it took oh, like don't... it took like seven weeks oh. um kathy had them last season yeah, I kind of remember seeing them, but when when they were on the seats, I was like, "Oh my god, I love that!" Yeah, I'll text my friend Sarah has she has them, um, but she said it took forever to get. But well, yeah. if it's good quality, you gotta wait. Yeah. Uh, so we will have Potomac and Married to Medicine this Sunday. We probably have some BravoCon news. We haven't really decided. We're gonna kind of wait to see how the episodes fall out. Um, I mean, we've had a, we went way over today, ton of content. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything you're watching, let us know. We've got a ton of shows out right now. We're not planning on covering Miami. It's kind of two things. A, it's not only one that we cover, but B, it's also nice for us to like watch a show and not have to cover it. If that makes sense. Um, it gives us a break without like having to think and take notes or watch twice or do all that craziness. Um, I'm not loving Miami being on Bravo. Um, I'm a a creature of habit. And so having it on Peacock and no commercials and binging and all that was kind of like where I strive. Um, so I'm still adapting to it not being there currently. But you can watch it on Peacock, right? It's streaming Correct. still. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's a wrap on episode 159, Bobblehead. Um, like us, rate us, follow us as always on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter if you're watch- if you're on Twitter. Um, I've been active on there. I've still been posting stuff on Instagram as well. And let us know what you're watching. Yes, thanks again so much. I hope you'll have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.